What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. We have a special one for you guys tonight. It is the trade deadline day in the NBA. We got a lot to cover. There's been uh, a ton of ton of news all week. We're going to kind of go in chronological order here, starting with the Kyrie Irving Dallas Mavericks trade. Uh, but let's welcome in our guest, John Drake. How are we doing, guys? Doing well. And Drake, what's up? What's going on, man? Happy to be here. Happy to be here, and he's got I'm the spider jersey happy on. To be here. Great awesome. deadline today. The spider <laughs> and, uh, on. He's got the spider on, and uh, inter- Cleveland didn't make any moves. We thought we were speculating maybe last week that they might be uh, involved in some things, but nonetheless, let's just get right into it. The uh, Kyrie said he wanted out. He gets out. He goes to the Dallas Mavericks. Brooklyn Nets get Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. First round pick in 2029 and two second round picks. Uh, I'm going to throw it to John right away. What uh, What is your take from this uh, pretty big trade here between the two teams? Yeah. Um, well, I, I I also watched Kyrie Irving play last night for the Mavericks against a, a pretty much a fully healthy pre trade deadline Clippers. Um, and the Mavericks won that game. Kyrie looked pretty good. Um, I mean, just a pure basketball take. Um, I feel like I'm I'm kind of confused how it how it works, and I'm not sure if Kyrie sticks around for more than three, four, or five months until they're eliminated. Like you know, you might you might be renting him for half a year essentially. Um, but I think the offense is going to be great, and I think the defense is going to be really bad. I'll put it in a really succinct nutshell. I think uh, they're going to score a lot, but they're going to give up a lot of points too. And um, for fantasy, I think this maybe hurts Doncic just a touch um, and maybe hurts Kyrie just a touch. But overall, they both should be pretty good. I don't think it should affect – I honestly don't expect it to affect either of them too much because they should have the ball a lot. There's really no one else on that roster who needs the ball, so – and then I guess uh, fantasy aside, well, Drake, you're you have a you have a cat named after Kyrie, yes. So we're 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 big Kyrie fans. What does fantasy? I do over uh, Kyrie. Um, you know, I had multiple Kyrie Irving Cleveland jerseys <laughs> that I can't wear anymore. But um, <laughs> no, I Kyrie. When it comes to basketball, he's not the same person and not on the same level, but it kind of compares a lot to uh, our boy Aaron Rodgers. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got he's got different takes. Some people don't like that. He uh, he kind of used the Pat Mack phrase. I want to be um, not just tolerated. I want to be celebrated for what I'm doing. Um, a guy of his you know level. I I respect that. Um, a lot of stuff Kyrie says I don't respect. But when it comes to basketball. Um, He's an amazing basketball player. He's. It just depends what you're going to get. I, I can't speculate on where Kyrie stays or goes. If the you know if it goes well with the Mavs, I watched that game last night as well. John, um, Kyrie had this like awesome floater right over Kawhi. Um, that, and he he started off like he started so hot. Mm-hmm. So he you know he's. He's an amazing basketball player, and if he's happy where he's at, then I think that's the key. Um, how do we make Kyrie happy? Because, <laughs> you know, in Cleveland, he was happy when it was just him, uh, one rookie of the year. 
And then LeBron comes, and Kyrie's not happy about that. So, and then we can go down the list. Everyone's heard it. Um, fantasy wise, though, the the Mavericks Bullock is gonna get. He's their only defender on wings. Like he's the guy, so he's gonna play a lot. Um, maybe shots go down, but maybe fantasy points go up. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get more rebounds. Maybe we get you know more of that dirty stuff. Um, they're not deep on the defensive end. You really don't. I mean, you have McGee and Christian Wood. McGee Wood is a good pickup last week. He was playing a lot. Um, they'll probably dangle in that. Uh, like I was telling Kyle earlier, and you as well, John. The Cavs are probably going to dangle in that buyout market, and guys are going to start getting cut and that kind of stuff. So, um, this yeah, team's yeah, probably Mavs. a couple front court backups away. I don't know, but the Mavs if Luka and Kyrie start going off on you in a playoff game, right? What do you do? <laughs> uh, what was that, John? No, I think the, I th- Drake uh, made a good point. You know, th- this is a team that you could expect to be active in the buyout market. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if you know, like they, like Drake said, there's a, a lack of depth here, um, which I totally agree with. Uh, if they could bring someone in who could, you know, just take a couple more shots. Um, you know, play all it could play almost any position. They could use they could use a little help at almost any position, honestly, especially um, wing and and some sort of you know useful big guy. I mean, I think you know they can play Christian Wood, they can play JaVel McGee, they can play um, Powell, but um, I think they're still kind of searching for someone <laughs> to be a, per- a permanent starter in that situation. So. Yeah, they definitely need some more help at the three position, I think. Um, this I, team I think, could use a George Hill. Sure. Yeah. Better yes. In, <clears throat> better into it. Because, I mean, yeah. in, in a, when, when Luca's healthy, you're probably going to push Josh Green off the bench here, and you're going to have Luca, Kyrie, and then one of their centers starting, whether that's Powell, whether that's Wood. Bullock's locked in there, and so is Hardaway. So then off the bench, you're looking at, again, Wood, McGee, Josh Green and they're, they're probably still one or two guys short. So we'll, they didn't make any other moves, did they? Um, this afternoon, I think they're waiting for the buyout market. I don't, th- yeah, I don't I remember them making another move, but they might be involved. There's a lot of moves <laughs> today. So I guess uh, fantasy yeah. aside, uh, the Mavs are, currently, Mavs are currently sitting in the four spot here. It's it's really tightly packed. I mean, you could be the four seed one night uh, and then wake up the eighth seed the next night here. So for real life. Basketball does does this like the Mavs were in the Western Conference Finals last year, right? Does, are they are they better than they were last year? Uh, Drake, how are we feeling about the Mavs' chance to uh, to improve upon what they've already done this season? I think the Mavs have an excellent chance. And listening to sports talks on Sunday, uh, I think I'm in the minority, but Kyrie Irving's a better basketball player than Jalen Brunson. And I don't think that's a debate. It depends if Kyrie wants to play or show up or if he's got some concert to go to or something. I don't know. But, like, Kyrie Irving and Luka makes sense to me. They can both score, but Kyrie loves to facilitate as well. Um, I, I think it probably works. Honestly, I it should work. Um, both players, you know, Kyrie kind of – Brings in that experience role now for Luca. Not that Luca hasn't been playing professional basketball forever, but he brings in that uh, playoff experience, you know, and that kind of killer mindset. Kyrie's not gonna not take a shot on you. So, 
I, I like the move. Um, I think it's it's a better Mavericks team. What do you got there, John? I think it's interesting that the Mavericks, the Suns, and the Clippers all um, mm-hmm. were very aggressive in the past week, or you know, what, since the Irving trade, essentially um, upgrading significantly, um, all in a little bit of different ways. But uh, we'll we'll get to all three of them. Well, we'll get to the the Suns and the Clippers soon enough. <laughs> I guess before I guess before we move on, I just want to say I'm I'm excited about what this. Uh, can do for the Mavericks because thinking about how you defend this team, like just the attention Luca draws by himself, you can't, you can't, you can't forget about Kyrie Irving. So like, there's going to be, you know, they're going to be cheating on Luca and Kyrie, and that's going to open things up for for a Hardaway or for one of their middle guys. There's going to be. You're going to need the middle guys to step up, and I think they'll add more middle guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this team could add a Pat Bev. And then it's a matter of hitting hitting your shots. I think Reggie Jackson was also. Uh, a guy that's going to get released and bought mm-hmm. out. So, like, there's they're they're probably going to bring in somebody that can command the two offense for them. And I just, I just I don't know how you're going to like if if Kyrie's hot, great. If not, you got Luca. If Luca's hot, great. If not, you got Ky- like it's going to be a pick your poison kind of thing. And and if both of those guys are on, like, good luck. Uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good TV uh, to say the least. And we'll Talent's see. Talents there. I mean, it was good TV without Luca last night. I enjoyed right. that game. Did you, John? I did too. I really liked it. Um, it's uh, a lot of healthy outside of Luca, a lot of healthy stars. Yeah. So a lot of fun. I think we did a good job covering that one. Let's move on. We're just going to keep scrolling up here. You guys want to talk about Dwayne Dedman going to the heat. Um, just kidding. I there. think the last time he played for the heat, he punched a massager that was oh. behind the bench and he hasn't played since like January 3rd or something like that. Ah, okay. Oh, so he's going to San, An- San Antonio. He's going to San Antonio. Yeah. He's, I think he, San Antonio waved him. I think they yeah. already cut him. This was a, having none of that. This was a cash cash move. It looks like yeah. um, anything on Kessler Edwards going to uh, Sacramento. Good for Sacramento. They get a little bit extra depth at the, the three, four spot. That's kind of whatever. Um, but uh, then we get to the doozy here. Uh, this was the one that was, I think on Tuesday it was kind of speculated and then finalized on Tuesday night. Lakers getting D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. The T-Wolves getting Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and some second-round picks in the Utah Jazz getting Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano-Anderson, and Damian Jones. John, break it down. Yeah, well, I think the Lakers um, significantly upgraded some of their biggest weaknesses. First and foremost, they're the worst. Uh, they have the the worst three point shooting of the entire league. You know, they're thirtieth out of thirty, and so they added Michael Beasley, who's um, an incredible. Or not Michael Beasley, Malik Beasley, excuse me, um, but he's a high volume and high percentage three point shooter. Um, and he, you know, he from a fantasy perspective, um, you know, expect him to just take a lot of shots. I'm not sure if he's going to provide you much other stat categories, but sometimes high volume threes is, is all you need. Um, and he does shoot a good percentage in ca- for category leagues. Um, and uh, Jared Vanderbilt, I think, provides them a little bit of size, um, a little bit of defense, um, something. I think that there was their sick second biggest weakness, their defense. So I think Vanderbilt gives them a little extra juice on defense. I think Be- Beasley uh, gives them a lot of juice from three pointing. And then obviously, you know, D'Angelo Russell is the prize. Um, I don't know, Drake, you want to, what, what, what do you think uh, D'Lo adds to the Lakers? What? I mean, 
So I, I'm going to eat crow here on live. Um, I, I was chatting like the last two weeks and I said the only guarantee is that the Lakers sell the future and mess up this trade deadline. They did the exact opposite. Like the Lakers killed this trade deadline and they yeah. put a team around LeBron. So <clears throat> we go back. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell on here makes so much sense. Three-point shooting, uh, distributing, but also plays off the ball. Because we know LeBron's bringing that up. Look at those. He's small forward, point guard, power forward. You can probably put center in there too. Um, amazing find. It's hilarious that the Lakers traded this guy already. But, you know, he yes. comes back. The perfect fit for him. And if you guys watched any T-Wolves games, he didn't fit there anymore. Not with Ant, not with KAT. So I thought it was a good, good move for both teams. I think maybe the Timberwolves got a little less. But they had to move Russell wasn't working anymore. Um, Nikhil Alexander is a great player for them as well as Conley. And then you like you hit on Beasley with the threes. I want to hit on Mo Bamba, but I can't because Kyle needs to hit on Mo Bamba. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to him later because he was part of a deal that happened uh, after this. So, trade, yeah, so same trade. Um, if you guys want to go multi-teams, I think the Timberwolves getting Conley is underrated. Mm -hmm. I think Conley playing with Gobert again is huge. Sure. I mean, they're kind of pulling the, the Denver Broncos here and doubling down. It's, it's going to be what it's going to be. Um, but I think that helps them a lot. You don't have a guy that's looking to score. You have guys looking to distribute. And you already have Ant and KAT. Like, yep. Do you need more scoring? And they also needed to make Gobert an offensive piece somehow. Yeah, Needed to be back to his you know prime Utah days because I've seen this team pull him with like a minute 30 left in games mm -hmm. and they gave up a lot for him. So I, I, I love the trade. I'm, I'm a little higher on it from the T-Wolves perspective because I think Mike Conley, if healthy is a perfect fit there. I think he uh, brings that veteran, but not Jimmy Butler veteran esque to the team. And then the jazz, you know, they're just, they're being the, they're Danny Ainge in this, and I love it. They're taking on Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, Westbrook hasn't even left LA. He's just moving, you know, moving locker rooms. Same studio. Yeah, this is like a kind of like a sell sell some tickets move, I think, for the Jazz. They're just trying to kind of stir things up and get a little bit more excitement as they look to close out the year. Uh, but good points on on the Timberwolves. I I I, I for, totally forgot Conley and, and Gobert, the connection that they've had. Uh, forever that that might actually make this might actually make the Timberwolves better um it, I think it does honestly in the short term um and you're not trade I mean Russell's contracts up this year you're gonna have to pay hand Russell's not the guy there anymore um and which they're, is they're, unfortunate because he wanted to be but back in LA I, I think everyone wins in this trade I I agree and it, like the Wolves are above 500 and they've missed Carl Anthony Towns for like what 80 percent of the year so far yeah three um, months so they're, they're going to get like they could potentially sneak over that dotted line here at some point and uh, maybe, maybe things just get a little bit more balanced and a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Just everybody kind of eats kind of thing. And then, I mean, the, the I think the best thing about the Lakers is kind of I, I don't remember which one of you said it, but they did not sacrifice the future. This is a team that can compete for a, a few years here. Like this is mm -hmm. a, something that could look really fun. Um, and for them to get out of the basement here in the West. Probably very likely. They're probably yeah. still a play-in team, but guess what? They're only 
three and a half, four games behind the sixth seed here. So they can totally play some different uh, different. And they ball. play the Clippers multiple times. Yeah. I mean, they're they're going to get these matchups in the second half that are favorable. Like, not favorable, but it's win now. And then, uh, John, what does Mobamba do for this team? Well, I, I, I just thinking to myself, uh, I, 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 Drake said – um, everybody wins in the trade, and I do agree, but I feel like the Lakers win so much more, and I'm like, I'm wondering, like, why why are these teams helping the Lakers? It feels like they're helping them a little bit, because you know Westbrook's not going to play, so they're not going to get any value out of that piece. Conley, while he is, I think, a really good fit, and totally agree with everything Drake said, it's just like, I feel like the, the Wolves downgrade in a talent perspective in this trade, um, which is never something you want to do. And um, so I just I, – I, I'm frustrated the league. Is, it feels like the league's helping the Lakers. Like like sometimes LeBron seems to get like these, these great benefit-of-the-doubt trades. Um, but uh, outside of that um, – I, I don't have anything else to say about the trade. I wanted to answer your question about Bamba. I think um, Lakers, they got rid of Thomas Bryant, who is one of their you know key centers, uh, key big men. Um, and they, they brought in Bamba. They also brought in uh, Rui a couple weeks ago. Now, they've recently, we just talked about Jared Vanderbilt. They've kind of remade their front line around Anthony Davis. Um you know, I, like, I want to see what it looks like. I like Vanderbilt more than Bamba personally, like right now to help you win games. Um, but I think Bamba is just a perfect, like, you know, nice tool in the toolbox. He's very long, very lanky. He can shoot a little bit. Um, so theoretically, guys like LeBron and Schroeder can, like, set him up for good opportunities. And D'Lo, and D'Lo now too. Um, and he can just, like, you know, give you a, a change of pace on defense to help you, um, you know, Hey, okay, now we have to like shoot over this guy if we go into the paint, like when or you know when Anthony Davis is out. So um, I think I think they've they've helped themselves across the board. Um, I like every move they've made, either a little or almost a lot. Um, so I think the the Lakers are um, one of the four teams out west that have significantly upgraded after the trade deadline. I would say that they're the most improved team after the trade deadline. And just look at their top 10 players here. I, I, Come I, on, my sons. Only, my only counterpoint is Durant. <laughs> no, no. My I, only I, counterpoint I, is Durant. The Lakers were just so far down. Yeah. For the Suns, they You're right. a couple more spots to move up. The Lakers have made multiple moves to make this work. And I'm just picturing a lineup – when they're up by four, where they can roll out LeBron as your point guard, Anthony Davis, Rui, throw Bamba in there if you want, or Vanderbilt. Russell. And then D'Angelo Russell. Like, Yeah, if you want to go big, you got Bamba or Vanderbilt. You if you Beasley, want to go even. shooter, you go Beasley, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, they can roll out some fun lineups with this group. Yeah. They have a lot of work to do, but it's only what four games, five games, six games. I think Kyle just said four games out of like yeah. the five seed, right? Yeah, so. yeah. So for me, yeah, I, the Lakers won this whole thing. I give their front office. Maybe it was LeBron. I don't know. Maybe him and Brownie were making trades on two K, seeing how they felt. I have no idea, but <laughs> they killed this. Yeah, because they're a whole different team. For this me, it's is... easy to say that they were the most improved because now, like in our heads, we're probably putting the Lakers up here in this four, five, six category. The Lakers should be better than the Kings season end. Sure. 
Um, and, and as far as the Suns, like they're gonna be, they're gonna pass the Grizzlies because the Grizz are, the Grizz are falling. You you add a top three player to an already contender already team, you always that that is the recipe for championships, right? I mean, I mean look the, at that the, team. the Suns are the only team that changed their course so significantly to um, not only contender, but they're like the prime contender. Or the one beat of the Celtics, perhaps, but they're the they're a prime contender now. The Nuggets did nothing. They traded away Bones. That made no sense. The Nuggets did not, yeah, lateral for the Nuggets. Yeah, like the, the, Nuggets the Celtics, also... the Celtics lateraled with um, um, Muscala and yeah, the, what the is, Bucks and the yeah, Bucks Mike went Muscala. Out, and the Bucks. You're gonna get a Mike Muscala with, corner three uh, in the playoffs, maybe. Yeah. Maybe and the Grizzlies won. did nothing really. Grizzlies so. did nothing, and the Grizzlies have been ass. So the Suns, the Suns have now, I think, jumped everyone besides maybe the Celtics and maybe the Bucks, and maybe they yeah, jumped I, them. They jumped I, them in I talent. Think so I think the the Suns have vaulted everyone in their conference. You have Kevin Durant. You have Chris Paul, who's older now, but look at Chris Paul's last ten games. They didn't People have to are trying to steal this na- narrative that he's done. He's been great. Booker comes have, back, yeah. and now you have fucking Kevin Durant. Sorry, you have Kevin Durant on this team, like, and they didn't have to give up Aiton. Like they, no, which they is, kept Aiton. Yeah, it's a per, it's a, a huge and Sarik, right? Sarik is still there. I think Sarik is gone. Be through a trade oh, today, good. but like we'll uh. The, the Suns changed a lot today. <laughs> the Suns changed a lot. Are the Suns going to bring back Tyson Chandler. He's well, let's, me, man. let's wrap okay. up here. You guys have any other final thoughts on this this Lakers three way trade? Otherwise, we'll we'll, we'll Did we not talk it. about Damian Jones enough. Is that not? Uh, we we mentioned his name, so that works. Let's keep um, moving. Danny Ainge loves first round picks. Just Cam Reddish. No fantasy of that. Uh, Nick Semmel. Oh, maybe. Blazers. Blazers for Cam. Let him run. Yeah, they, they got nothing else. Like that team. Do. Why why were they so adamant on not training Dame? Teams. Maybe he didn't want to leave. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. But Josh Hart, Cam Reddish, exchanging places in that offense. Pick next year. That's um, pretty good. Lottery protected. Knicks won't be in the lottery. Raptors getting Jakob Portal from the Spurs. It, this one's interesting. Um, why is it interesting? I, I don't know why why they do it. <laughs> why, yeah. why does this have to be done? That's why it's interesting. It doesn't make any sense why the Raptors – um, Pertle's worth talking about. He's like a 30-plus fantasy yeah. point a night guy. Um, he's like Mason Plumley to me. But he's on the Raptors. Pertle so goes back to the team that drafted him. Uh, Raptors drafted him. Pertle was involved in the uh, the Kawhi trade, if you if you can believe it. Uh, I know that, John. Well, I'm, I'm just for, for, for our uh, beautiful audience that we know and love, Drake. I, I, ex- I know you know everything. Uh, everything important, at least. But I, I think it's interesting to see Pirtle back with the Raptors. Raptors were playing Precious Achua, who I think is okay and who I own in fantasy um, at center for a large percentage of their recent games. But um, I think Pirtle's about to jump in at, you know, kind of lock, yeah. hold down the center spot there and uh, get big minutes. Um, I'm not necessarily sure what the hell Raptors the Raptors are making are doing, the Raptors are the making Raptors the are, are right putting together a bunch of young yeah. pieces that I think um, – they, they think now. will be good. I'm not sure if it will turn out. It doesn't seem like it's going to be anything this year, but um, going forward, it could be interesting. 
kind of something that just locks them into the playing tournament. And I'm fine. Yeah, I think they're I think they solidified that. Yeah, so that looks yeah. good there. Uh, and now we get to the creme de la creme here, the Suns acquiring one Kevin Durant. Uh, and TJ Warren, we'll throw in him there. Uh, and then you got the Brooklyn Nets getting McCall Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Jay Crowder, who they moved to the Bucks. Bunch of first round picks in 2028 pick swap. Uh, John, what does this mean for the rest of the NBA? I've already pontificated on it a little bit. I think the Suns, um, you know, they, they, they took the biggest leap of any team because they went from contender status only up one tier to top contender status. Um, but that jump, even though it's just one level up, is the biggest jump a team can make. Um, and really, there's only one or two ways to do it. And one of the, sim- the simplest one is add a top three player in the league. So the Suns added Kevin Durant to an incredible team already. We've talked about it a little bit. But, um, you know, I think they're lacking a little bit of depth now. But... Um, you know, I think uh, for fantasy purposes, um, you, like if it's Tory Craig, if it's Damian Lee, I'd be interested. If it's is it TJ Warren, I'd be interested. Who the fifth guy is? It's Saban Lee. Like Shaman's coming back. Shaman's yeah, coming back, and so is Campaign. Yeah, who is playing with these guys? Those guys and, are coming back, though. That's huge. Yeah, somebody's gonna play. Is it Okogi? Somebody's gonna play a lot of minutes with these guys as the fifth guy and the sixth guy, even the first guy off the bench, right? So, from a fantasy perspective, I'd be interested to see who that is, and you got to monitor it. Um, but uh, but their top four is the best top four in the league, and I don't really know if anyone else can even is in the conversation. And there's some great big threes. There's some really incredible top uh, dynamic duos, big twos. But they have the best big four in the league, and I think it's going to be really hard to beat them in seven game series. <laughs> My first thought when the trade happened was, is I would love we, this is a perfect script for a Bucks Phoenix Suns rematch uh, because you're adding Kevin Durant, who the Bucks had to get over that hurdle to get to that championship, and now it's. Just all put together for them. So, Drake, what did you have uh, for thoughts here on Phoenix? I'm going to step out real quick. I'll be right back. Um, just talking about the the kind of lower guys with Phoenix. Campaign has been out yeah. for a while. He's coming back. Landry Shaman has been out, and we've all seen what Landry can do in fantasy. He's going Shaman. back. We've all played both those guys in fantasy. And then you have uh, Dario, who – Dario in there with Kevin Durant feeding him the ball from the post. I mean – it it's endless here. Um, I know you. I know you kind of thought that there was some lack of depth. I think there's a lack of big name depth, but I think they'll be able to run this. Uh, Sarich Sarich was moved to the oh, was Thunder he? to the okay. Thunder for Darius Baisley. I, okay, I so Baisley is a great piece. So that's same same. You know, ba- Baisley is a guy to keep an eye on. Yeah. So Baisley comes in and he's gonna start. Uh, you know. He's going to be that six or seven guy. I think they got multiple six or seven guys. So, can can TJ Warren recreate his his uh, bubble magic? He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to anymore. He has to be what he was early on with the Nets, like this year. Like come in, play some games, hit some shots. But true, what blue we saw guy. from TJ Warren. Um, I'm not sure how many drug tests there were done, but maybe there should have been more because we've never seen it again. But it was special. I mean, that run was great. But um, I, he doesn't have to do that. Like, this this roster is 
Biombo, he didn't get moved. I think this team is deeper than we realize. It is. That's that's what I was hitting on, Kyle, when you were gone. I was hitting on this is a lot deeper than we think. You got Cameron Payne here, Landry Shamit. All those guys are coming back within the month. Yeah. You guys talked about Basley. I heard that. Uh, Okogi's been a flash for them at some point. Some Okogi would be a really good fifth wheel in the, with their big four, yeah. I feel like. You just Okogi's don't want a guy named Jock Lundell playing. Mm-hmm. So in the playoffs, Jock is doing something else. That's like the like Jock Lundell. the jumpers. That's, that's such a G League name. Dude, put some respect on Jack Logdale. He's, he's he's not bad, and um, if he's playing ten minutes while Aiton, you know, has a banana and a Gatorade on the bench, I think they'll be okay in the playoffs. So I think this team is like good for a buyout center because yeah, they could definitely use a little more. No, everyone's flocking to this team right now. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre is just chilling there, ready to play defense. Like every team, like every buyout player wants to be on this team, right? Yes. Well, and I would I would say Diddy's this. He's doing what LeBron did a few years ago. Keep in mind, so like he Devin just, Booker's got to pick the right guys. <laughs> Devin Booker had been out for like the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that the Suns were still getting better and healthy. Like they, they, they're on, they're eight and two, of their last 10 games. They were just you bring up Chris Paul stats. Yep. Cause there's been this talk of his decline and I really don't think there's decline. More so in the scoring, especially these last five games, it looks but like he's still getting the assists, still getting the steals. It's been, it's been two blocks. Uh, it's been Aiton's. Aiton's been picking up the scoring department lately, the last few nights for them, but yeah, the assists but against San Antonio. I mean, yeah. yeah, he had one bad game, right? <laughs> Like he's Chris Paul didn't go away in nine minutes tonight. They're playing right now. It looks like he's in nine minutes, he's got points. 12 and a half points. Yeah. He's doing everything. He's yeah. He's he, and especially with the, the added pressure that KD removes yep. Chris Paul can rest. I mean, he could play 25 minutes a game in the playoffs, which would be, or 30 minutes a game, you know, just like not play a, a total full game. Chris Paul doesn't have to play another regular season game. Yeah, honestly. He can sit up in the box. They'll get him a hot tub or a cryo table or something, and he'll just do that. He needs to play, like, two games just yeah. so him and Durant have a Right before. Of, yeah. Like, he'll, he'll learn pretty easily. I can just, like, whip this ball to either Kevin Durant or Devin Booker. Like, what, how do you defend this team? I, it's you, pray, you pray to God. Yeah, you pray to God. You're like, I really hope my – Fifth best player steps up as a defender tonight. The, Cl- the Clippers could potentially defend this team because they no. have the two wings. They have the two def- wings that can you can you can deploy against Booker and Kawhi and Durant. But 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 no one else. But no one else. Then really how do you defend the middle? How do you defend the middle? Well, you. I mean, you, once you're defending that, then you're just passing into Aiton and he's eating you up. Aiton is a really good Aiton's offensive not player. That great. Aiton is a really good offensive center. I, I think there's one team in the East that matches up well with this Suns team. Who is You're it? You're gonna Kyle? say the freaking box, aren't you? Because it, 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 it is. It's true. Um, Milwaukee. <laughs> it's Kyle. How is it not? How 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 does it not? You have Drew Holiday with Chris Paul. You can put Middleton on Booker. Giannis uh, with KD. You guys had to double Booker last time. Now you added KD. 
That's fine, but <laughs> as far as one-on-one -on -one assignments, this that is yeah, you can one-on-one -on -one it, but Giannis has owned Kevin Durant the last time. Yeah, checked. Giannis on KD is fine. So, but but still, Chris um, Paul and Giroux that worked in the past, but now we're looking at Aiton and Brooke one-on-one for a whole game. I'm fine with that. That's the least of my worries. That's the least of our worries. And you're trying to crash Giannis and KD's moving. And you are correct. I don't think there's a better team to match up with them, but it's tough. Well, it's gonna it's gonna come down to to shooting. Can Booker outscore Middleton? Can Giannis shut down Kevin Durant? I, I think Paul and Drew Holiday kind of cancel each other out. They both run the offense and play good D. And then I feel like the centers are kind of canceling each other out too. So it's it's those matchups. Jack Lundell the comes in though. Don't get me started on Bobby Portis would smash. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring in. And Bobby Portis is actually the missing link into that because he's he's potentially that fifth guy. Jay Crowder, but too. Who are your top. backup guards that are coming in when campaign and Shaman? Jevon Carter, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen hasn't played defense since middle school. Allen is fine in a pinch. He's Unless fine. he's tripping someone, he's not playing defense. He's fine in a pinch. He'll be okay. Uh, but either way, uh, that's I, a fun matchup, though. That that was what that's some instantly my mind went to when the trade came through, and I just thought the the layer of like that season that the Bucks had to get through, they had to take down the Nets, and that and it felt like if they could get through there, then things were were kind of brighter on the horizons. And then, the but Giannis defending, I mean, Giannis defenses was a big reason the Suns lost, and now Giannis has to just be focused on KD. No, I, I, no, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, yeah, I was just gonna say that it's Jay Crowder right. hasn't played. Drew since. Holiday would guard a lot of KD and Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday on KD. KD loves Middleton, Drew Holiday. Nobody guarded. Nobody guarded um, KD more than Chris Middleton when they met in the playoffs on yeah. the Bucks championship run. Middleton guarded KD more than anybody, and Drew okay, guarded. But him now a lot, look, so. look at the this finals matchup. Who guarded who? Well, I think there was a lot of changing going on. Yeah, there was. You don't get to do changing anymore. And there wasn't blowout games. You guys are underrating DeAndre Ayton's ability over Brooke Lopez. I think Brooke Lopez had a, had already, has already handled DeAndre Ayton. No, DeAndre Ayton with these matchups. You don't have Giannis crashing anymore. If KD, I think Giannis KD. continues to play free safety, uh, and and you and you put then him on KD, KD is going to eat you alive. But it's more than just, just mid range. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. That's what that's what we did. Portis versus Aiton too. He's going to be a guy that rotates in there too. So there, you have two that's guys that throw at him, um, and and I would argue that Portis is a better fifth than any of the Suns' fifths. Um, so it does give them potential to have a really it, – it's a fun series. We could debate it for hours. Bucks uh, have mad chemistry, bro. I'm going one I'm going one v 2 here. <laughs> it's it, it was a losing losing game coming from two Bucks guys. It's, it's something to dream about. I'm hoping they play another game or two yet so we, and we can get everybody to play. Nobody's, nobody's scratching. Do they play game. again this year? I would hope so. Uh, I do want to uh, pivot and just, if you guys, while I'm looking for this, John, what uh, what the hell's going on with the Brooklyn Nets? What's their future look like? Well, the Nets are in a tough situation. I mean, they they Sunday. got zero championships. They got zero Eastern Conference Finals appearances. They got 
really almost nothing meaningful out of you know Durant, Kyrie, and Harden. So um, they're left with Ben Simmons and like eight picks. I think four firsts and four seconds. Why so. are you talking down on Mikel Bridges? Mikel Bridges is an amazing player. Okay, they I mean, got Mikel, yeah, Mikel Bridges, Bridges part of this team. Who I like, I, I I like I like pieces the Nets have. I just I think they went from a contender to a nothing, um, a, a nothing, a rebuilding a, a rebuilding team. Very quickly, they're missing. I mean, they're missing superstars. You know, they have everything else. Actually, they have a lot of nice pieces. Um, wings in this league are you know few and far between sometimes on some rosters. And the Nets have six or seven useful wings. They have Macau Bridges, you just said. They've got Dorian Finney-Smith, who's absolutely excellent, who is the Mavs' best defensive player, which is why I, one of the big reasons why I'm very concerned about the Mavs' defense. I think they'll score well, but I think they're going to give up so many points. Um, Cam Johnson was excellent when he was healthy for the, the Suns. Royce O'Neal has had good games um, and can play a lot of minutes. He's had good games for the Jazz. He's had good games for the Nets. Um, and Ben Simmons is terrible, So, but he's a wing as well. I mean, what is Ben Simmons? Is he a point guard? Is he a wing? Ben is Simmons he a center? He's a, he's, a, he's a bench warmer. That's what he actually is. So. Ben Simmons should go model for Gucci. Once his contract runs out, he should. He should. Yeah. There was nobody in the NBA that was interested in trading for him today. No, no, not at all. Like he's the biggest joke. He's he's on a big contract. He's the worst contract in the league. I think he personally, he's the worst contract in the league, and he sucks. I mean, give me Tory Craig. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I, I want to hit on the the Nats. The Mikel Bridges thing, I think Mikel Bridges, just from what I've seen of the Suns games with the other guys out, I think he's like one of the next league superstars, to be honest. I think he's taking off on this team. And it took a little convincing from Kyle, honestly, because I was like, wow, they're blowing this up. But I thought they were going to completely blow it up. But now I think they made the right move. Um, you have Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie was with the Nets when they were – Finally coming up. I think they made the playoffs with Dinwiddie as their guy. Um, so he, he's a big Nets guy. And I think they have a decent little nucleus. They have no superstar. They're not going anywhere. But I also don't think they're an easy out. And I think they have a good future. Like I think, I think they did. You know, they traded three superstars. We can't forget that. But they did the best they could. Well, actually, ret they retained actual talent plus draft capital. The draft capital isn't as fun, but they weren't just trading it for, okay, maybe we'll get this pick because we have the lottery and maybe we get that. Mikel Bridges is a dude. Um, Brooklyn's going to fall. Thompson is a dude. Like he, he is the guy that they can build. <laughs> yeah. And then they got Cam Johnson, like who last year was one of the most prized trade pieces and the Suns wouldn't do it. So, they got some guys. Uh, they need to get Ben Simmons like over to Coles or something so he can start his modeling career. It's funny you say that because when you said Gucci, I'm like, it's more of a Coles guy in my head. Yeah, yeah. I, I started with Gucci and then I was like, no. No. No, he needs to be in Coles. He's he might, falling, work, he's he might work there a little too. Like, he stocks the back. Customer service.
Um, <clears throat> but anyways, like considering like the Nets, again, you, you touched on it. You hit it really well, Drake. And this is why I'm like, I'm totally cool with this. Um, if you're going to blow up a team and trade away Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and this is what you're left with, it's, it's this is workable. Like this is a team that's still going to make the playoffs. Sure, they might be a play-in team, but it, it they're not going to be a tough, tough out. Or the, no. I, I guess yeah. they're going to be tough out. Yeah. Uh, any way you put it, and like when that second unit comes in, like their second unit is going to be better than most teams' second units. So there's going to be like an interesting even flow with their games. And then, uh, holy shit, Cam Thomas! Like, what is going on? Um, dude's just putting up some of the massive, just massive, massive, massive fantasy points here. Three straight games over 50 points, four straight or three straight games over real 40 points. So 43, 47, 44. Um, they're playing right now. He's got zero points in 11 minutes. So go figure. Uh, but this is the guy that is going to get a ton of playtime going forward. And essentially, Brooklyn gets to kind of evaluate these guys and see who's going to stick around with Bridges uh, going forward. Ton of pieces, tons of wings, and where we could we could find. So many, like maybe eighty percent of the teams in the NBA need more wings. Yeah, they're building this team like the Clippers. Yeah, it's going to be long, wing heavy, and and have that Claxton guy in the middle. You know, same as if you know, just they're going wing heavy, which it seems it works. They got to get rid of Ben Simmons, obviously. But again, this is a team that will have. Uh, maybe a brighter outlook going into the season next year depends on some of the offseason moves and any draft stuff that goes on. Uh, but they're still going to be competitive. They're going to probably make the playoffs. And uh, congrats, I guess, Mikal Bridges. You guys get a new guy to build around. I think he's an East Coast guy, too. I thought he went to Villanova. Um, yeah. He's kind of – it seemed like he was kind of Virginia. Cool. Virginia. He went to Virginia. Um, I thought he – are you sure? I, I swear Villanova. Let me see. Mikal Bridges. Where are we? Villanova Wildcats. So 2018. Yeah. Um, but uh, so East Coast guy, I like it. Uh, we'll move on to what? What? What's? Uh, what's next here? Yes, <laughs> Muscala and Justin Jackson. Cool. You mentioned. I will say I got really excited when I say saw Jay Jackson pop up on my watch. Traded. I was like, what? Yeah. And then it was Justin Jackson from the Thunder. Uh, so the Nuggets. Nuggets get Thomas Bryant, which is that's it's a decent get just for depth. You know they didn't really need a lot, uh, but it does add a player for the rotation, so that's cool. Um, anything on this one, or is this just kind of? I thought Jalen McDaniels was a good good grab. Yeah, let's look Wait, at. The I thought that was a, a good move by the Sixers, a little quiet one. I think the Sixers are a hard matchup for the Suns, to be honest. So just another a, a good depth piece here. For Philly, let's take a look at Philly's. Um, I want to look at Philly's roster and talk about a team that's going to. They're one of the few teams in the East that that, that does have uh, the ability to get to the finals. And if they weren't, say they were to match up with the Suns, like what what does this look like here, John? Well, um, I mean they're really balanced, right? They have they have a, a really good you know 2010 point guard. 20 points, 10 assists. Um, they have another, you know, a couple guards on the roster that can come in and help a lot. Um, Tobias Harris was a pretty solid, you know, wing piece. Um, and to Drake's point, you know, they just added Jalen McDaniels, who I think is especially, you know, from the wing where they don't have maybe as much offense. Now they've added a guy who can score a little better than Matisse Thibel, who 
while Thibel is a defensive player, you know. Uh, uh, Thibel was actually traded, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah they lost Thibel, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so like, um, you know, I think that the, the, they re- they basically replaced you know, Thibel with McDaniels. I think they get a little better on offense, which they probably need, um, especially from the wing. Matching up with, like, a, an elite team like the Suns, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Nuggets, um, you know, I think the Sixers fall a little short in those situations. Um, it depends on an Embiid. You know, they don't necessarily have, like – I think Tucker is a good defender, but I just don't know – can he can he continue to hold up? He's so old. Um, they just don't have that wing defense. I, you know, who's going to play KD? Who's going to play Giannis? Who's going to play Tatum? Um, I think uh, obviously they're going to throw Tucker on them, but you know, how long can you hold on? McDaniel's is a good offensive or defense player, though. He's solid. Yeah, Harrell's a good playoff piece. I think it all depends on Embiid. Like, if Embiid just starts going off, we've seen what that guy does. He, Embiid know, is their trump card for sure. Put the uh, Raptors to where they were at. But, yeah, Tobias Harris is older now, but Tobias in the playoffs seems to come around. So, yeah. uh, I, I don't sleep on the Sixers. I I, I don't want to, you know, sleep on that team. Maxi, Milton, all guys. Yeah. yeah the Cavs are better, obviously. <laughs> course yeah uh, john can you break this down for us the bucks sending a ton of second round picks to acquire jay crowder uh just a, a nice defensive piece for the team um while they've been kind of nursing some injuries and things like that we'll see if jay crowder can get into uh into the mix and into the minutes here but what does this do for the bucks yeah i mean eight assets for one so i mean while none of the nothing the bucks gave up was significantly valuable they still you know just by volume obviously really were interested in crowder um i think uh you know crowder fills a really good hole for them a team where grayson allen was playing currently you know over the past 30 days or whatever playing like 30 minutes or more a game um i think crowder comes in and immediately siphons a bunch of those minutes away from grayson allen grayson allen now turns into more of like a 15 to 20 minute a game guy which i think is optimal for grayson allen um and then you have crowder and then pat Connaughton, you have like basically crowder slash Connaughton slash matthews getting like all your backup two, three, and four minutes. And one of those guys, probably Crowder, but certainly Connaughton too, um, can start um, and any, you know, any given time can start games. Um, oh, and should I mention, we also have Joe Ingles. So it's like a really, really deep bench uh, for the wing, um, which the Bucks haven't had in a while. Um, they, they still have retained some really good depth of the guard with, I think Drew Holiday is a great head of the snake. Um, and now you can like play your guys like Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, um, you know, just play them a couple minutes a game. They don't need to play a whole game now like Grayson has been. And then their big man rotation. I mean, you could put the Bucks bigs up with anyone in the league. I think Giannis, Brooke and Bobby, um, and maybe Jay, maybe you consider Jay a big man. Maybe you consider him a wing. I kind of think of him as a wing, but He's a little bit of both in the modern NBA, but I think the trio of Giannis, Brooke, and Bobby has been arguably the strongest big man trio in the league this year. Um, 
So I think, you know, I like, I like them from all phases and I think Crowder helps them um, just gives them a little more defensive perimeter and interior defensive capability. So I like the deal and good shooting. I mean, they're always looking for good shooters. So I think one of you guys mentioned uh, just toolbox and, and Crowder is the hammer that the Bucks needed off the bench or in, in a pinch for start. So he just brings a little bit of muscle to the team. Uh, veteran leadership. So it's a good move. Um, it's whatever paying that many second round draft picks. I don't think we care about that. Um, the Bucks do not, obviously. <laughs> um, Drake mentioned Bones Highland uh, moving from the Nuggets to the Clippers. Did you want to touch on that since you are a resident Bones Highland fan club leader? Yeah. Um, you know, Bones Bones plays hard. He started out as like a defensive guy and, and he started shooting this year. Um, I don't know. Didn't fit with the Nuggets, I guess. It was like there's actually some internal stuff that really is why it was benched. So who's on to the Clippers? And Clippers add another defensive player that can shoot the ball. So, dude, I just remember the one Bucks Nuggets game uh, we went to together last year. Yeah. Bones was the reason that it was not close. <laughs> yeah, it was like a 31-point game, and Bones was just going off. And you and I kept, like, talking, like, what is going on? Bones Island? Is Bones Island, yeah. You couldn't make that name up. Um, and Giannis played that game. Yeah, it was, there was nothing they could do. Um, he, he was just hitting shots left and right. Um, looks like we got Atlanta Hawks, a little bit of Mr. Garrison Matthews, Bruno Fernando, Justin Holiday, Frank. Hey, Frank the Tank. We'll shout out Frank the Tank. We won't cover this one, but we'll just shout out Frank. Uh, from Wisconsin. have we got him to come like any traction? We, we got to get him on the show. Probably, maybe John can uh, can bring Kaminsky. We're the only ones I'll get him, I'll get him. tonight. I'll get him. Just send out trade deadline. We're the only people talking about you. Uh, this we one's interesting. Frank trades when I saw this one come across the line three team deal between Warriors, Pistons, and Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks getting Sadiq the freak, Pistons get James Wiseman, and the Warriors get Kevin Knox and five second round picks. Not sure why. I mean, guess the Warriors are just getting what they can for it before it's too late, maybe. Uh, but well, the Warriors use that for Gary Payton. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. So yeah. That, I think that's the next one. Yeah. Um, but very interesting. Uh, I think we, we're all big fans of Sadiq Bay. Uh, now he's on Atlanta. John, what does what does this do for the Atlanta Hawks, who are middle of the play-in tournament right now? Nothing. Yeah, I don't know if it helps them too much. I mean, they have so many guys who play that, um, you know, Sadiq, I, I, I kind of think, plays more of like the shooting guard, small forward wing positions, right? And so they have DeJounte Murray, who plays there a lot. They have Bodon Bogdanovich, who plays there a lot. Uh, they have A.J. Griffin, who plays there a lot. They have DeAndre Hunter, who plays a little more three and four, but still plays some of that position. It's like, you know, when is um when is this new guy Sadiq Bay going to get into the mix? Um, I feel like they already kind of have rotation for that position. So while I think Bay has you know had good games and has shown he's been a good player um, and definitely belongs in the NBA, um, I don't know if he, he like he's a, he 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 if he benefits any roster he joins. I just don't don't necessarily he's. He's not a position of need for the Hawks, so I don't know if he helps them all that much. I think this I think this only made sense if Collins was moved, and maybe we find out that that failed. Sure. So yeah, this, yeah, maybe they were. This trying trade to... made sense, and that's why I kept saying I was like, "All right, Collins is getting moved." Like, 
You're not gonna acquire Bay and keep Collins. Hunter. Does Bay play the four? Like, does Bay play? Power he plays four? like, th- yeah, he'll play like two through four. But okay. he was also on the piston. Yeah, he's he's three and four eligible. Yeah, so he's he, he is eligible for the four. Yeah, yeah. so yep, he's, he's a four. He's a four. I, I'm I'm yep. He's a four. It just it doesn't make any sense where he fits on this team anymore. Like. I think that's a good theory, though. He, uh, they, they, they were trying to move Collins. They were trying to move Collins and couldn't, and they they had, you know, that they just had one deal go through and one deal not. Like even Oniko like, makes a lot of sense. Played good. Oniko so, played good, and then they acquired Bruno. <laughs> so is this something that uh, gets addressed after the playoffs next off season? Uh, Collins, maybe they want to keep, maybe they want to build around Bay. Yeah, or, I, but this and, team right now. Has so much talent is in an absolute mess. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's nothing to see. that makes sense with this team. It's going to be just like yeah, yeah. Collins, Capella, and Bogdanovich all feel like they're on the chopping block or yeah. like the trading block. Maybe not necessarily yeah. like they're not going to get cut, but like traded. <clears throat> and I think Wiseman. I think I heard. I heard somebody. I'm not sure how uh, official it was. But I heard somebody on the Twitters say Wiseman's going to start for the Pistons because yeah. obviously the Pistons are tanking. Um, you know, Wiseman basically just got traded for one of the one of the you know big lottery picks. Uh, big uh, the, the Warriors were super excited to draft Wiseman second overall in a draft not too long ago, and uh, he just got traded for five second rounders. So he feels like his value he got has traded for Gary Payton Jr. Yeah, he got traded for Gary Payton Jr. So it feels like his value has tanked pretty significantly. But they got, they got that does affect the Pistons like fantasy players a lot because Pistons. Yeah, story, I mean, it, it, Wiseman, well, yeah, if Wiseman plays, he could be an interesting ad. Yeah, like it affects a lot of guys. Um, and Bojan wasn't moved, which was the weirdest thing too. Like that was I feel like these teams were on like. Zoom meetings or something, and weren't really uh, catching up on the trades because there, there's a lot of guys that should have been moved, right? Could Bojan get bought out? He can, but why yeah. would they? I mean, yeah, why would they? I don't know. They're just paying to, him to tank better, basically, but they're already losing. Your own team so. can't buy out. Like buyouts happen after trades. Yeah, after. But he's under contract with the Pistons. Yeah. It's and Diallo has played good. Like Diallo's a fun yeah. piece. And Burks has been playing well. Joseph. Corey Joseph is on this team, which is weird. As <laughs> it's a, it's a be, it's a better. How's Ivy been? Ivy's been solid. Yeah, I I haven't I I liked Ivy coming out, but I think the Pistons made some good moves, but they make confusing. Like I told you guys earlier today, it's like Pistons found a high upside big guy. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna grab him. Like they're looking for the next Rashid Wallace, Ben Wallace combo. Sure, yeah. it's not gonna happen. Yeah, we'll see what happens with it. But let's move on real quick. Again, we we kind of talked about Mobamba, uh, Patrick Beverly. I believe he's gonna get bought out by the yes. the Magic. Yeah. So he's the guy that could uh, potentially sign with someone like the Suns or something like that. We'll see what happens mm-hmm. there. Uh, the Grizzlies. This one's interesting a little bit, maybe for fantasy. Eric Gordon going to the Clippers. We, we like what the Clippers did. The Clippers didn't make anything flashy moves, but they did get a little bit better today, I think. Um, <clears throat> maybe we should pull up the Clippers roster since we've been kind of hammering on some of the West teams. And let's see. Is this a team that can move up uh, and stay out of the play-in tournament? This team can win a championship. So they added Bones Highland, Eric Gordon, 
Um, Plumley. Who? Mason Plumley. Yeah. Oh, Plumley. Yeah. Sorry, I knew I was missing one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they 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 added a little bit of help to every layer of the raw, like you know, point mm-hmm. guard, shooting guard, you know, wing, and then center. They added a little bit of everything to the roster. Um, they are really missing a point guard. I also think there's a chance. Um, I mean, it feels like Russell Westbrook is maybe definitely going to the Clippers. So mm-hmm. I don't know. This team is like interesting on paper. They have an incredible amount of talent. They might be the most talented team in the league. If you take, you know, you, you, know, you look at all of their good players, they they have eight really good players, which is I don't think I don't know if anyone else in the league can say that. Uh, maybe not really good, but good. Um, and yeah, I think Eric Gordon helps a lot. Bones Highland helps a lot. And um, Plumley, I, I don't know. He's been having maybe a career year for him. He, he, you know, Zubac is also having a career year. But it's like they're just Lincoln's a nice. Add, they're just adding players who are playing good basketball or have played good basketball in the past. So. I like it a lot. Clippers, Clippers have added a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, sun- Drake. Anything to add on these uh, moves? No, I think that's not on. Um, I'm just frustrated because I had I own Eric Gordon and Mason Plumley. Now they're kind of just thrown into a probably a, a messy minute situation uh, on the Clippers. So a little bit frustrated in that. Um, somewhat interesting. Josh Richardson going to the Pelicans and Devonte Graham. We kind of were talking about him, I think not too long ago on last week's show, maybe about Graham getting moved, uh, but he finds a home with San Antonio. Not sure if it means anything. Um, maybe no. for fantasy, these guys get a little bit of a boost. Who knows anything on this guys? I think Richardson, you know, the Pelicans are a team that are competing already. So Richardson is a guy who, you know, when you're competing, that's a guy you try to add. So I think, um, you know, I think the Pelicans really want to be as loud as they can in the playoffs this year. Um, Richardson, maybe not necessarily going to do much from a fantasy perspective because there's a lot of bodies on that roster now when that's healthy. Um, I think he could be a good addition from a basketball perspective. Pelicans have really fallen. Um, yeah. They've been injured. I mean, bai has been out and then Zion was out. So they, they've been going through a little bug here. Um, and I think teams kind of figured him out a little too. Uh, they came out hot, but they get, get a fresh start in a couple weeks. So yeah, they're going to be just fine. I mean, this roster is like John was hitting on. I love this roster. It's uh, yeah. Like, even if they are a first round knockout, it's going to go set, you know, it's going to go the distance. If they're fully healthy, they're a really tough out, which mm-hmm. is true of a lot of teams, to be fair. So Zion it is, and I mean, need they don't have that. They don't have LeBron. They don't have, <clears> you know, <throat> that guy. They have, a, they have a lot of guys. They have a lot of guys that are maybe more next level than other people's guys. But Well, this roster looks – this this looks good without Zion, yeah. you know, so, like, it's, it's – but, but you haven't seen any of these guys take over a game. Sure. Like – DJ uh, McCollum I mean, was Robin. Brandon Ingram was having a lot of fun when he was the only guy. Zion, you know, his his health is an issue. And then you have Valentinus. This is a team set up for success. Larry Nance Jr. is great. Jackson Hayes, when he's not getting tased, is good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you were just giving the Nets a lot of flowers for being, you know, having a lot of, you know, they, solid, solid players. And but I, I don't think the Nets are winning a championship. No, no. But, but I think the Pelicans are trying to build that right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I think like it's, it's, it's kind of similar. It's just like there's, there's levels to it. Like yeah, the, the there's Pelicans. levels. I think, I think the Pelicans are a higher level than the Nets players. Yes. McCollum's a baller. Yeah, I mean, McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion, while they maybe don't have like an MVP candidate in that group, that's a pretty powerful trio. There's not a lot of trios in the league that are better than that. that. (laughs) And they have depth. Like they have a good team. Yes. Yes. So I think any team they play in the playoffs, they're taking them deep. Yeah. Whether it's first or second round, I just, I, they don't have that guy's going to take over. I want them that that's the team I want to be I want to see healthy more than any other team sure. besides the team I root All for. Them the Pelicans. I just want to see what those guys can do because I, I think it's a good team. It's What's the Zion fun. injury? How long is he out? Basically, once the all-star break is over, I bet you'll see him on the court. Okay. He so, was supposed to return. He was he had a chance to return, you know, like next week. But I think yeah. I think they're just being a little extra cautious. He's getting a massage. He'll be he'll be back by March. Yeah. Uh, but that's it, dudes. We're we're on the hour for the show. Um, we'll, we covered all the trades. We went through the entire list. I think next week, do you guys want to do some uh, midseason awards? Yeah, let's do some midseason. We'll get into some midseason awards. John, did you have any final thoughts here on the NBA trade deadline, or uh, what you're excited? What are you looking forward to going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think um, anytime the landscape of the league changes, you got to be excited to see what the hell comes from it. And I think the Durant trade, certainly the biggest thing, but you have, you know, truly four or five teams out West, the Lakers, the Clippers, um, the Mavericks, and the Suns are the ones that come to mind the most significantly. I'm sorry if I'm missing someone, but you have four teams in a single conference who have significantly elevated themselves with the assets they've added at the deadline or around the deadline. Um, this is one of the things that makes the NBA really fun. It doesn't necessarily happen this big every year, but um, what a treat for us all. And um, I think the Western Conference is going to be really crazy. Um I think it I think the entire conference has elevated itself and that's only good for you know entertainment of the sport. 100%. Drake, any final thoughts for you? Um I'm just sitting here thinking about Kevin Durant in a Suns jersey shooting jumpers over people in the playoffs. It's frightening. I want none of it. I don't I don't know how you like I'm just glad he's in the West. We've, we've had super teams. We've had things like that. I don't know how you stop this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm thankful he's in the West now. I, I yeah. I'm thankful that none of like our, our Bucks and Cavs aren't in the West. You know what I hope? You know what I hope for? My dream is for a second round Bucks versus Cavs. Okay, that's doable. It's on the menu. We can um, have some fun. But uh, yeah, guys, this was a lot of fun. I think we covered all the trades. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this show. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Like the video, all that good stuff. We'll be back next Tuesday or Thursday. We'll figure it out. We'll let you guys know. We'll come back with our, our midseason awards. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for your time. Have a good rest of your evening. Peace. Peace.